I need to apologize for turning on my mic early and making that terrible noise just a moment ago. That was me. Sorry about that. Good morning, everybody. For those of you that I haven't had a chance to meet yet, I'm Pastor Chad. I'm the associate pastor here at the church. And as Pastor said, we're continuing our series, Some Assembly Required. Pastor did an awesome job last week talking about uh, how every single one of us are an important part of what God is doing and how you uh, here today uh, are here for a reason. God's got a plan for you, a purpose for you. And today I want to continue talking about Some Assembly Required. And, and before I do, I just want, I need everyone just to take out their cell phones so t- or your smartphones. Take out your smartphones real fast. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to uh, find the flash, flashlight feature. So go ahead and just go ahead, just go ahead, shine them up there. Oh, that's so cool. No, just kind of wait. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so how I, I, this is like the coolest feature on the, I don't know about you, but almost every morning um, I wake up and I use my flashlight feature just so I can find my way through the bedroom to the restroom. It's like a dangerous moment in my life, and I need that flashlight. And I, I don't know about you, but there are some features on this, on this iPhone. How many of you, now I'm of the vintage that I remember um, the rotary phone. I'm that old that I remember using a rotary phone. How many of you used one of those? Okay, how many of you still have them? No, just kidding, just kidding. Don't, uh, <laughs> not as a novelty device. But uh, anyhow, I remember having a no, uh, one of the a novelty phone. I remember having a rotary phone in our basement. Uh, it, it was our basement phone, and then it had one of those, those 20-foot coil things. You guys remember that? So, so you could take your phone and you could like talk and you could like go, you know, throughout the whole house and, you know, kids would trip and get tangled and lamps would get knocked over. It was awesome. That was so much fun. And, and so for those of you that remember that, then you remember when cordless phones finally came out at home. You remember those first ones where you couldn't leave the room though? They were terrible. And so you get the cordless phone, you're like, yeah, this is the newest, this is the greatest thing from 1981. And you'd put it on, you know, you'd talk, but you couldn't walk that far. And then I remember when, when Melissa and I got married, 1997, I remember getting one of those really fancy 2.4 gigahertz cordless phones for in the house, and you could leave the room. It was so, so we, in, you know, we went from, one room to the other room because that's all we had in our apartment. And so that we got to use it in the whole place. It was awesome. And I don't know about you, but you, and then you remember that. And then the greatest feature of all, the most wonderful feature, caller ID, was added to those phones. So then you could be like, don't, don't touch the phone. <laughs> don't answer. It's your mother. <laughs> Okay, now I got to be really nice because my parents are actually here today, so that we never did that to you, Mom. <laughs> never did that to you. Just being honest. I'm going to have to pray after service now. But those features, it was amazing. You know, we, would, we, we, we kept on progressing, and then we got cell phones, and some of you, you know, you guys got those, you guys remember the big brick you know, you know, and you know, yeah, one of those, you know, it, it was like a whole suitcase to, for your cell phone. And then, and then it was the smaller one. It was the, you know, the brick brick with the antenna sticking up. You felt like you're in the military. You're like, 
Okay, and then, we, okay, I only got my smartphone, it'll be two years ago in, in January when I finally upgraded to the smartphone. And uh, it has amazed me the amount of features that there are on the smartphone. I mean, it, it blows my mind away. And for those, now this whole section over here, the teens, they're just like, well, what's the hard thing about a smartphone? <laughs> okay, but for those of us that have gone through the dark ages, and remember the times when you didn't get email and text messages or looked at your calendar. You had to pull out a day runner and you looked, okay, am I free? Okay, and back in the olden days. But now with these new phones, we have so many features. We have so many different possibilities and benefits and things that we can use these for. But how many of you have ever read the directions? That's what I thought. Okay, thank you. Thank you, one. And I know why he would. But anyhow, there are few of us that read the directions. And Pastor talked last week, one of his greatest fears in the world is on Christmas morning and and your child opens up the box and it says, some assembly required. The next greatest fear most of us have is when you open up the box and you look at the instruction sheet. Because some of us go, I don't need that. I can figure out how to put this playhouse together. And other of us look at it and it's like all in Japanese. <laughs> and we're like... It's, and, and, and some of us have, have experienced the, the... How do I put this with great love and care and compassion? Some of us have, have learned through the chaos <laughs> of the importance of using the instructions on Christmas morning. And today I want to talk to you guys about reading the instructions and how we need to read the instructions. There are so many features on this device, and it's more than just a phone. The phone is good. It's it's important. I mean, they, they call it a smartphone for a reason. But there are so many additional features. There are so many more benefits. But you have to be willing to read, to understand, to discover And especially at this time of the year, we need to move beyond just the quick start instructions. How many of you have used those before, the quick start instructions? It's just enough to get it going, right? There is a booklet back in the sound booth on how to run these lights. And I don't know if you realize this, but there are 10 moving lights in our system. The booklet to run the system is about this thick. Yeah, it is, is, and Tim does an awesome, yeah, Tim's holding it up right now. Tim does an awesome job figuring out how to work all these lights, but that book is so ridiculously thick, and the print is like this big, and, and there's a quick start section, but then to truly enjoy all that the benefits are, all the, uh, the features that are available, we need to move beyond the quick start and many times, especially here at Christmas time, we talk about how Jesus came to earth as a baby and he came uh, so that he could live a perfect life and die in our place and that's a quick start. And we're like, yes, I like that part. But there is so much more and we need to move beyond just the quick start instructions and take a look at what do the directions say? What are the instructions? Last week, pastor shared that each one of us is a vital part of what God is doing here.
But now we need to read the instructions. It is through the instructions that we are truly able to enjoy and find full use and purpose. And today I want to start off in a chapter in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 4. We're going to walk through this chapter and then we're going to focus on just one section. But I wanted us to take a look at the entire chapter because of what the author, the writer says to us about uh, instruction. And so starting uh, Proverbs chapter 4, starting at verse 1, if you have your Bibles, um, awesome, thanks for bringing it. If you have your Bible, you can't read it, there's this cool feature on the phone. It's a flashlight feature, it works really good, it's, it's awesome. Uh, oh, <laughs> do they just turn down the lights? Anyhow, Proverbs chapter 4, starting at verse 1. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It's up on the screen as well. Um, so if it's a little bit different, that explains why. Uh, chapter 4, verse 1. My children, listen to your father. Uh, listen when your father corrects you. Pay attention and learn good judgment, for I'm giving you good guidance. Don't turn away from my instructions, for I too was once my father's son, tenderly loved as my mother's only child. My father taught me, take my words to heart, follow my commands, and you will live. I want to pause there just for a moment. The author, the writer of this proverb is King Solomon, who is considered the wisest of all. He writes a good ch- uh, chunk of the book of Proverbs, and, which is essentially wisdom that he passes on to us. And the very first thing that he says here is he says, listen to what I'm telling you. I was once young like you. I was once inexperienced like you. But I need you to listen because the words that I'm about to say is not just my own, but it's things that I want to pass on to you. Next, verse 5. Get wisdom, develop good judgment, don't forget my words or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her, and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do, and whatever else you do, develop good judgment. If your prize... Wisdom. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will place a lovely wreath on your head and she will present you with a beautiful crown. Pursue wisdom is what Solomon says to us. Every life benefit will come from wisdom. How do we find wisdom? Moving on. Verse 10, my child, listen to me and do as I say, and you will, live long, live, you will have a long, good life. I will teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight paths. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them, for they are the key to life. The greatest benefit of wisdom, Solomon says to us, is life. We get to enjoy what life has to offer, all that life has to offer when we pursue after wisdom. Verse 14, don't do as the wicked do, and don't follow the path of evildoers. Don't even think about it. Don't go that way. Turn away and keep moving, for evil people can't sleep until they've done their evil deed for the day. They can't rest until they've caused someone to stumble. They eat the food of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. The problem with, with not pursuing wisdom is that we end up looking like a fool. In fact, there are daily dangers if we do not pursue wisdom. Verse 
18. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines even brighter until the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like total darkness. They have no idea what they are stumbling over. The wise shine like the sun, he says, and the fools trip over themselves. When we have wisdom, when we pursue after wisdom, there will be a difference, a noticeable difference. And we won't end up making the same mistakes that fools make, those who do not pursue wisdom. Verse 20, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. In verses 20 through 22, he says, pay attention, read the instructions. And we're going to be talking about that a little bit more. So not only does he say, pay attention, listen to the instructions, but finally he says, listen, he says, guard your heart, watch your mouth and fix your eyes. You see, when we listen to the instructions, when we read, understand and discover the instructions, then we we guard our hearts, we watch our mouth and we fix our eyes. And it ends up being that our lives reflect what has already happened on the inside, and we start enjoying the benefits of what God has brought us to. Wisdom is life. Proverbs 20, or Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 20 through 22. Look at this again. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Solomon says to us, listen, wisdom is important. Pay attention to what I'm saying. And now he, he says it again to us. It is proclaimed to us through Scripture to listen to the words to pay attention to what the words are instructing us. When we read the instructions, we discover something. I don't know about you, but um, I, I learned uh, through probably multiple mistakes the importance of reading the instructions. I'm one of those guys that um, when you get lost, you know, back in the olden days before you had, uh, you know, the instructions on your phone of how to get somewhere, you had the GPS on your phone. Back before Tom, Tom, you, you had to like, you had to drive down to the corner and when you see the guy feeding the horses, you take a right. Back in those days. Now, some of us in here, I'm not going to point out anybody in particular, but somebody in here, I'm sure, was one of those, I'll figure it out, I'll get there eventually. I was one of those guys where I have no clue where I'm going, where's the nearest gas station, I'm going to stop and ask directions. I was one of those guys. I'm, maybe, there, you know, maybe way back in my childhood, there was a moment where my dad, you know, I'm going to find it, I don't know, I don't remember. But for me... I was always one of those, uh, I don't know where I'm going, I'm going to get the instructions. And then I'm also one of those guys where the, you know, when my, when my son Tim was a child and he got one of those, you know, um, frustrating instruction manuals to a toy that you had to put together on Christmas Day, um, I remember reading the instructions. I wanted to find out how to do it, how to do it correctly, how to do it so we could get the most out of it. 
Now, a lot of the instructions also have all the warnings in there. You guys remember those? You know, it's like, don't put this in your ear. You know, don't, don't lick your fingers and plug your fingers into the outlet. You know, things like that. Um, those warnings. And, and what is funny to me is that um, many times we will um, say, I don't like church because of all the don'ts. But in instructions, the reason the don'ts are there is so that we can minimize risk and maximize benefits. The reason for instructions are to minimize risk and maximize benefits. And Solomon says to us, I want you to avoid the things, avoid the places, avoid the foolishness. Watch out for those things because you're going to simply end up stumbling over yourself. You're going to be making the same mistakes over and over. I want you to maximize the benefits. Listen to my instruction. Remember what I tell you, what I teach you. Listen to my words. There are benefits. When it comes to our lives, there's some very important benefits to reading the instructions. And I want to walk through just a, a few of them. The very first one is this. Uh, in reading the instructions, the very first benefit is, is that when we understand how it should be done or how it should be used. When we get that toy, when we get that gift, when we get the iPhone, when we get the smartphone and we start reading the instructions, we, we, we get to understand the purpose of why it is. And what it is there for, what it was uh, made for, and the, how to fulfill its use. And when we read the instructions, we understand what we were made for. And we understand what fulfillment is and why we were here, why we are placed here, why, why we have the personality that we have, why we have the, the gifts, the strengths, the weaknesses that we have. And we, we learn how we can... Uh, find fulfillment and find our use and what we were made for. That's a benefit, a huge benefit to reading the instructions. It's not just to get by. It's not just, I'm just going to make it through today. I'll worry about this tomorrow. It's how to say, when you wake up in the morning and you read the instructions for the day, you go, today's going to be a good day. I understand my purpose. I understand my reason. I understand why I am here. And you learn a little bit more about yourself. You understand just a little bit more. A second benefit to reading the instructions is that you realize what can damage or render useless. When we read the instructions, we realize what can damage or render useless. You know, uh, the, the iPhone, the smartphone is an amazing thing. And they just came out with, just, just this year, they came out with the waterproof smartphone. Have you guys seen that one? That's amazing. Why would they have to invent one like that? You know why? Because somebody didn't read <laughs> what not to use your phone for. And they used their phone in the water or dropped it or whatever it may be. There are risks. There are things that we need to avoid so that we don't render it useless. And there are things in our lives that we need to avoid or we need to watch out for or we need to protect ourselves from so that we don't render ourselves useless or allow damage or hurt to happen in our lives. Because when we read the instructions, it's not a list of don'ts. 
It's a list of things that we need to be careful about, of things that we need to, to understand that it could hurt us. And so instead of coming to church or avoiding church because it's a list of don'ts, what we need to actually understand is the, the whole idea behind the smartphone and what could damage it. The list that God gives us, the warnings that he gives us in Scripture is so that we can understand that there are benefits in life and we need to be careful because we need to protect them. We need to protect the purpose. We need to protect uh, the the plan, the, the reason God has placed you here and the relationships he has placed you in. We need to protect those. And we do that through reading the instructions and getting wisdom. And it's not about all the things I can't do because I'm a Christian. It's about the things, the, the great things that God has for me. And so because of that, I avoid some things. I stay away from some things. I don't do some things. Because I want the full benefits. I want all that God has for me. I don't like smartphones because of all the things it can't do. That's not the statement. The statement is, I love my smartphone because of all the things it can do. I love the life that God has given me because of all the things he can do in me. And now I can do. The life that I can live. The life that I can enjoy. The instructions help us to realize the value of what we have and how to care for it. When we realize what can damage or what can render useless, we realize how important, how valuable it is to us. Third important benefit of reading the instructions is that we can discover what additional features are available and possible. We can discover the additional features and and what is available and what is possible. I don't know about you, how many of you guys have been frustrated with the latest updates? (laughs) Some of us have, because you know what? It's different. It's, It's, wait, you're like, wait, what happened to the, oh, What just happened? But when we realize that those updates happen so that we can have more features or more possibilities, it's pretty cool. It's pretty amazing all the things that we can do. You see, this smartphone, it's not just a phone. It's also a flashlight. It's also an alarm clock. It's also my email. It's also my text messages. It's also my calendar. It's also my internet. It's also... Life seems to be happening more because of my iPhone. When we start using all the features, when we start reading the instructions and we find out what is possible, we are able to do so much more. When we read God's instructions for our lives, we start finding out features and and possibilities that maybe we hadn't realized for ourselves. Well, I can't sing, so I'm not going to... I'm not going to ever be a part of what God wants to do here. And and we start making up reasons and excuses of why God can't use us because I don't have that feature or this feature or this gift or this ability. When actually God says, you have been fearfully and wonderfully made. You are my masterpiece. I knew you while you were being formed in your mother's womb. I know how you were knit together. I know your strengths. I know your weaknesses. And I have a plan and a purpose for your life that might be different from the person sitting beside you. But I have some amazing features that I want you to discover. I have some amazing possibilities that are in your future 
that you need to start grasping onto wisdom, start reading the instructions, finding out what could happen, what you could do, what God wants to do in your life. And when we start uh, understanding the, uh, the great possibilities, we start, uh, instead of us going, well, God, I don't want to be upgraded right now. I kind of like things the way it is. I just, I've got my five features. I've got my five apps in my life. This is all I can handle right now. But maybe God is kind of pushing you today. Maybe God recently has been speaking into your life. Maybe situations have been happening recently that you're starting to realize, you know what, God, I need need a little bit more from you. I I know there are some things in my life that maybe need to be changed, upgraded, uh, maybe even removed because I've come to rely too much on the old way of doing things. And maybe I'm tethered to the old way of thinking. And maybe today God wants to do something in your life. God has been working on you. God has been bringing you to this point today to let you know that there, are so, there is so many more features and possibilities for your life. Read the instructions. Remember the instructions the, the writer of Proverbs says. Listen to my words, he says. He says, remember the words that I say to you. Verses 20 through 22. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they will bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Friends, today, in this season, at this time of year, I want us, I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to move beyond the way things have been the, the, the way that you have been doing life and realize there are more. There, there is more for you. There is more that God wants to reveal to you. There is more that God wants to help you to discover and understand and realize in your own life, in your own family, in your own workplace. There are more things that God has for you when you read the instructions and you listen to the words. Listen to my words, he says today. Listen to my words. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was God. The Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one, the one who is the true light who gives light to everyone is com- hat- was coming into the world. He came into the world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. 
He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds, this is the one I was talking about when I said, someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one, who is God himself, is near to the Father's heart, and he has revealed God to us. Listen to my words. Listen to the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. And he was born as a baby so that he could reveal himself to us and all the instructions that he had for us to be true and right. Listen to my words. Maybe today it should say, listen to what Jesus Christ has been telling you. What has Jesus been saying into your heart and into your spirit? Maybe today you're here and you, are, you have been struggling, you've been having a rough time. Some of you are here today and you've been ignoring the word. You've been ignoring the instructions. I want to encourage you today that the word wants to speak to you. Jesus has a plan and a purpose for your life. And he came so that you could enjoy and live a fulfilled life and discover all the benefits that he has for you. Some of you are here today and you got through the quick start. You recognize who Jesus was and, and you've asked him to be the Lord of your life. You asked him for, to forgive you of your sins, but it's been years. And maybe you're still only at that one moment. I want you to know today there are so many more benefits for you. There, is such, there are so many more features that God has for your life. And he wants to encourage you in that today. You see, Jesus Christ, the word, came to give life, a full life, an exceedingly abundant life. And so my question for you is this. What is stopping you from finding all that God has for you today? What has been holding you back from discovering, from understanding, from realizing all that God has for you? Maybe it has been, maybe you, you have that personality of, well, I don't need the instructions, I'll figure it out on my own. Or maybe, maybe you're, you, you, you like the way things were and you want to keep your relationship with God the way that it was back in the day. I want to encourage you in this moment. I, I, I prayed last night and this morning that this moment would be a moment where you hear the word. God speaking to you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me for just a moment? I want to ask just a couple questions. And I ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes, not because of anything mystical or, or spooky. It is just simply I want you not to be distracted. And so please, don't look around, don't move. Just understand that this is a personal moment. And I have some questions. Friend, is that you today? Are you one who has been ignoring the instructions Maybe you, you want to try and do things your own way, but you realize today that God has been trying to get your attention and he wants, to, he wants you to understand that there is true life and today you want to receive that. Friend, you're here today. You, you would like to ask Jesus to be the leader of your life.
You would like to ask Jesus to forgive you of your disobedience of your sin, and you'd simply like to say, Jesus, I can't do it anymore. I need you to be my leader. Is that you? Would you raise your hand just high enough so that I can see it? Thank you. I see it. Anyone else? Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. I see it. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see it. Anyone else? Thank you. I see it. Thank you. Thank you. Several hands. Thank you. Thank you. I see it. Thank you. With heads bowed and eyes closed still, I just ask this, this question. For those of you that raised your hand, I would like for us to pray a prayer together. And it's, it's, it's important that you, you, you mean what you say. In fact, Jesus himself said that he listens to the sincere hearts. And so I want you to pray a prayer with me. And it's not, it's not going to be any special formula prayer but it's just simply being honest with God. And, and I invite everyone, would you join with me in praying this prayer? And if you raise your hand, I want you just simply to, to imagine yourself, to think yourself as talking straight to God's face. Would you join me in this prayer? Dear Jesus, I thank you for loving me, for wanting to be in my life. I realize today that I can't be in control that I have messed up. I ask you, Jesus, would you forgive me of my sin, of my disobedience? I ask you, Jesus, to be the leader of my life. I commit today to follow you and to read your instructions. I love you, Jesus. Amen. You know what's really cool, friend, is that in Luke chapter 15, uh, Jesus himself tells a couple stories. And he says, when one lost person, when one person turns their life to Christ, all of heaven stops and celebrates. And I want you to know today, whether you raised your hand or not, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, if you prayed the prayer and you meant it, heaven is celebrating you. They are celebrating the decision that you are making. And friend, I want you to know this. When you make this decision, when you made this decision today, this was not the free ride through the rest of life. I'm sorry to tell you there are going to be some hard times, but with God, we can do all things. With God, we can make it through hard times. With Jesus Christ as the leader of our lives, we understand that the trial, the the difficulty is not the end. It's what God is wanting to do on the other side. And I want to encourage you, get into the instructions. Spend some time. We just read from John chapter 1. I encourage you to read the rest of the book of John. If you have not read the instructions before, start in John. It's a great start. Now the second question, the second group of people I want to talk to is this. Those of you that today realize that you are stuck in some old features. You're, you're, you're on version 1.0. And God has 2.0, 3.0, and 4.0 ready for you. But you've been holding off. And he doesn't force the upgrade on you. He doesn't force things on you. He wants you to pursue after it. And today you realize there's some things in my life that I've been holding on to that I want more of what God has for me. I want the best of what God has for me. If you bow your heads just one more time, friend, is that you? Would you raise your hand? I want to pray with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being honest. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Several hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want you to know this. Thank you. 
I want you to know this, whether you raise your hand or not, God still has something for you today. God wants to do even greater things. He wants to be a part of the purpose. He wants you to f- discover the fulfillment, the, fulfillment the, the, the greatness that God has planned for your life. And I'd like for us to pray a prayer together. Uh, I'm going to pray. I want you to pray on your own in your own way. Talk to God. Ask him to do what he needs to do in your life to help you become the man, the woman that he wants you to be. Would you join me as I pray? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that, God, you want to do great things. You have already laid out plans. You've laid out ways. You've laid out uh, a, a great life for us if we pursue after you and all that you have for us. And God, today I ask that in this place, as we talk to you right now, Jesus, would you speak into our lives? Would you encourage those who are needing encouragement? Would you bring strength to those who are feeling weak today? God, would you, would you open up minds to the dreams that you have for them? The visions, the, the, the greatness, the purpose that you have for each life in this place today. God, would you open up our hearts and minds to what you have for us, Father? God, I ask that as we take these next few weeks and we celebrate your great gift to us, I ask Jesus, would you give us a burden, a passion to find out more of what you have for us in your instructions? God, I want to know, I want to understand, I want to apply your instructions to my life so that I can be the man, the husband, the father, the worker that you want me to be, that you've designed for me to be. And God, as we leave this place today, as we leave this place today, we don't leave your presence. You walk with us. You are Emmanuel, God with us. And so as we leave this place today, God, I ask for a greater passion to know your word, to know your instructions, and to understand the greatness that you have for our lives, to minimize risk and to maximize benefits. We love you, Jesus. In your holy and powerful name, we ask all of these things. Amen. Church, we love you. Remember, read your instructions. Love you. Have a great week.